So, um, regarding the rest of your shifts, guys, is there anything else that you would like to do during your time? Well, I assume uh, Blackmore wakes up from his rather pleasant but still kind of uncomfortable sleep from, like, yes. falling asleep on a couch. Mm-hmm. He's gonna just try and look around his apartment and see if this thing is still here. Um, yeah, you look around, there's no sign of the figure that you met last night, but... Yeah, the sun's shining through. The apartment seems bright, um, you know, maybe a bit more vibrant than you remember it being. And uh, you look around, it's a, honestly a bit of a mess with all these bottles around. Yeah, well, that can worry for later. Um, so he's going to, like, clean up the uh, the seance stuff. Not sure. super well, but just enough mm. that it's not in his way. And, uh, yeah, he'll just head into the office. Um... Blackboard doesn't really have any training on this sort of thing. We don't have any myths that are particularly, like, magic users, do we? Hmm. Well, um, compared to the uh, this new myth that you've... Well, compared to the abilities that this myth has, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit... Uh, yeah, you think maybe the Gasha Dokoro might be the closest in terms of, like, uh, just sheer like, just magic abilities as opposed to anything else? Ugh. I really don't want to talk to that guy unless we've got his puppets. Hmm. Yeah, but Blackmore is just gonna kind of go in. He's gonna check to see how the requisitioning of bicycles and horses is going. Hmm. He's also gonna take stock and see, like, how much non-electrical, like, light equipment we have. Right. Because, like, we probably have, because, like, mo we probably only really have, like, flashlights on demand, but we need, like, oil lanterns and uh like torches effectively yeah which are not easy like actual torches but those are not really easy things to get nowadays yeah um during your shift you can see that the all of the people in scotland yard are getting ready for the blackout that's going to be occurring soon and like the place is bustling with activity as people are going about their jobs almost more seriously than you've ever seen them before and that is saying something um, people are getting a whole bunch of supplies out and like, um, you can see that, uh, there are like older bicycles off to one side that some technicians are just oiling the hinges of and stuff, just making sure they're in good working order. And over on another side of one room, you can see that, uh, they actually have gotten some old lanterns out of storage, like old oil lanterns, and they're just making sure that they work properly and stuff. Okay, so that's being taken care of. Mm-hmm. I guess the thing that he's going to try and do is just figure out if he can somehow, like, project his psychic protection onto other people. Mm. Though he's not entirely sure how to do that or even how he could possibly test it. Right, okay. Well, um, you, you're not too sure. You might have to ask some volunteers, maybe? Mm. Uh, yeah, but... That's either exposing people to the curse more, which is a problem, or... Yeah. Well... Oh, wait, Blackmore, have you gotten to your desk yet? Yeah, uh, Blackmore's kind of... Like, you see Blackmore's at his desk, and he's got, like, uh, like a, a mug uh, of tea. You notice there, just... there is a uh, little wristband on your desk, uh, and a pen. Uh, and getting closer, you realize it is a Velcro uh, dry erase wristband that you can that you can write things on. I sort of look around... And, and it says, from Quincy on it. Okay, uh, so I go find Quincy, and I'm like, uh, Quincy, what exactly is this? Uh, Quincy puts one, a single finger up, 
um, as if to like say, wait a second. Um, and then you see him pull out, like pull his sleeve and show that he has one and he writes on it and he motions to you with it and says, and it, the writing on the bracelet says for communicating about the, and then just a smiley face. So if we do that, things don't happen. Uh, he draws a, he just draws a check mark. Huh. All right. Uh, I'll pass this along to anybody else if I see them. I look at it and I kind of look at it how it like attaches to the wrist and I'm like, hmm, we're gonna have to modify this to fit Tony. Uh, if you go to Tony's desk, you see there are three that have been attached end to end. I thought so. Perfect. Uh, oh, nice work, Quincy. Um. Yeah, what are you working on right now? Oh, um, well, uh, mostly provisions. Um, and you see he's actually doing organizing for how, what, like, what, what, how we're gonna deal, dole out, uh, like, lunch and, and ha- handle food and everything <laughs> for everybody. Cause, like, uh, yes. but he hasn't had to have a lot of administrative responsibility, so. But he is in charge of the kitchen. That is true. Right. Ah, okay. Um,. I'll leave you to that. And, um, yeah, I'll say Blackmore actually is going to go to Creedy and try and talk with him about what happened last night. Hmm. Though, if we want to pass off to somebody else and come back to me later, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't think, uh, from the sounds of things, there are any objections to that idea. So, yeah. All right. Uh, So, um, I'll knock on Creedy's door and just say, uh, do you have a minute? So, for you, Inspector, of course. Hmm. By all means, come in. So, uh, I closed the door behind me. I was, uh, wanted to talk to you about, um, hold on a second. And he, like, puts the, the wrist band, the wrist strap on with the, uh, the dry erase and draws, like, a quick smiley face on it. Ah, yes. And, uh, he holds his wrist up and you can see that there is one on his wrist as well. Mm, uh, Quincy and- has been busy. <laughs> Indeed he has, yes. As I'm sure you're probably aware, on... Well, I think you... Uh, there's something that... God, how do I even explain this? I think I might have a way to protect people from... And Blackmore kind of, like, tries to think of what he's trying to say and then writes on the white bird, smiley face, uh, thought problems. Ah, you mean... Uh, at this, he uh, takes the pen and he begins uh, write, yeah, writing on the board. Uh... The mental problems and abilities that are associated with stage three of the curse. Yes. Have you read the reports from our initial investigations into the first two murders? He nods. As you then are probably aware, whenever I use certain abilities of mine, I get a kind of feedback that I've recently discovered was intentional protection from further exposure to, um... And he just kind of makes the gesture of, like, you know what we're talking about. I feel like we Uh, should have a hand signal for Smiley Face Killer. Yeah. Um, and he nods. Yes, I did read that part in the report. It may be possible that I can extend this protection to other people. I have no idea of the specifics, but, well... Let's just say a lot's happened in the last 12 hours. I see. The only problem is, is that, obviously, for for reasons known, I can't exactly just expose people to this and try and test it, especially if I'm unsure of it. You are looking for a guinea pig. 
something of the matter, yes. Well, if you believe that I would be able to assist you in that matter, Detective, then I suppose you are uh, welcome to try. All right. Um, Remind me again, what exactly does Stage 3 manifest as again? Uh, In terms of what the smiley face killer can do to you? Yeah. Well, um, at Stage 3... The smiley face killer is completely aware of what you are most afraid of, so its shape-shifting abilities will be much more effective in terms of being able to properly terrify you. Right. And And I just realized, actually, whatever this protection is, it's probably to prevent people from advancing down the counter, as it were. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're not too, too sure. Like, you haven't properly spoken with... Uh, your myth about what this ability, you know, what they can help prevent or what it's all about. But, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're, um, you also realize that ever, like, last night was the first time you tried contacting them via the seance, but, uh, yeah, you haven't really tried, uh, just talking to them again. Hmm. So, yeah, Blackmore is kind of just thinking about this and he's kind of like mulling it over in his mind and he goes, I don't know, I, I figured you should know considering your uh, condition, but, yes. well, I'll keep you posted. By all means. And it's at this point that you remember that your teen Franklin also talked about giving that vial of the uh, liquid that would bestow the ability to make packs onto a person. You hmm. remember that uh, you and your team talked about maybe giving that vial to Creedy. Right, yeah. Um, did we we pa- we gave him that offer? Did he? Didn't we? Um, or have we not? Uh, like officially asked him? I don't, I don't remember if we actually did. I don't think you officially asked him. Okay. All right. So um, while Blackmore's here, he says, uh, "One other thing. We have a vial of some sort of I don't know what you'd call it, myth juice." Apparently, the McCready's have been using it to give people that couldn't use packs the ability to use packs. It's not exactly evidence anymore, and yes, we're not exactly I, sure how to dispose of it. I read about that stub- substance that the McCarthy's have been mass-producing, yes. Hmm. Anyway, there's a vial. I don't exactly know what channels we'd have to go through in order for it to get requisitioned, to- requisitioned like this. That's probably your field of expertise. But... The team is in agreement that um, if you would like them, if you would like, it's all yours. At this, he's, uh, yeah, looking at you with, like, an expression that would be considered scary to look at by anybody who doesn't know Creedy personally. This is what he looks like when he is deep in thought and considering something very, very careful. Mm. Oh, you're giving me that look. I know that look. I must admit that this possibility would greatly increase my chances of survival in the days to come, especially considering that, well, and with that he kind of, you know, uh, taps the smiley face on the board, especially considering that, um, and he considers how to say it, and then he takes the pen and writes on the uh, the whiteboard, especially considering that I am being hunted. Mm. So if you were to give me a means to defend myself... I will absolutely take you up on it, Inspector. If you have ascertained with your colleagues that there is no other person who you believe would be able to use it better than myself. Well, we gave it a thought, and, well, like you said, and I just tap the, uh, I am being hunted thing on his board again. 
a very considerate offer. Very well. I shall make the proper requisitions, and it shall be in my possession shortly. Hmm. And there is something that I should discuss with your team as well. If this does give me the ability to make packs with myths, uh, it will be nothing unless I have a myth to make a pack with. And I do understand that there are a number of myths that are in your possession. Are there any myths that you feel are in the possession of Scotland Yard that neither you nor any of your colleagues are interested in making a pact with and would not mind their use to be passed on to other members of the Scotland Yard department? Well, I know Quincy only makes uh, packs with myths that he can communicate with, though. So keep that with a grain of salt. Um, yes, about that. I saw that he... He seemed very busy. He, When he gave me this wristband, he spoke to me about taking another visit to the uh, ward for non-sentient myths. And he seemed to be writing down... Yes, he was doing... Uh, he was writing down a list of foods for various types of animal. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe he finally decided to do that. Well, in any case... Um, in any case... Uh, you'll probably have to ask the team, though, as far as I know, no one has made any sort of uh, particular dibs, I guess you could say, about either the Gasha Dokoro or the uh, Swamp Lurker, I think it was called. But again, I'd, I'd have to double check with the team. I haven't exactly considered a list of such things. Very well, I shall keep that in mind. Hmm. Thank you, Detective. This favor shall not be forgotten. Oh, uh, well, uh, you know, only seems like the right thing to do, I suppose. And uh, with that, I'll sort of, like, exit out of Creedy's office. Okay. With that in mind, is there anything else that people would like to do for their shifts today? I can't think of anything. Um, I'm going to make that roll, I guess. Sure. Quincy, uh, I thought you said you were going to be making some packs with some myths. Oh, sorry. I thought that was, yes. Um, I will I will spend time doing that then if that is sure. I was under the impression I did that yesterday, but yes, I will make I will okay. make packs with uh, a couple of the myths. Um, I believe it was. Let me check. <clears throat> um, I was gonna get magic resistance from the dwarf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna get uh, uh, safe landing from the all mirage. Okay. Uh, I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, I remember you were also talking about maybe uh, going to the um, litmus bird and for magic sensing abilities. Oh, uh, that requires perception, which Quincy does not have. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, the original the the original ability was just you can do you can sense it, hmm. but now keys off of perception, which Quincy doesn't have. So I see. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as for yourself, John, um, you said that you are rolling for uh, your you know, more crafting and stuff? Yep. So, um, I, uh, did the roll to, uh, to, to successfully create the blueprint. Okay. Which I did. So now we have a master ball blueprint and, um, I am just going to, uh, um, take 10 on the, on my crafting roll because I can do it at, you know, 
or what is it? I think I can actually take 20 on, on the crafting roll because it's, uh, because I just do it at such a high, ridiculously high speed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I can just take 10 on this. Okay, so... Roll, over... so I, I create a Master Ball. All right, so after pouring over the various blueprints, uh, you think you may have actually found something. So you spend some time just refining this um, blueprint, and eventually you think you have it in working order. Like, it all checks out, and so you then uh, get your tools together, and over the course of the day, you carefully and precisely forge what you consider to be the greatest example of a myth capture device imaginable. It is more intricate than anything you've ever designed before. Like, this might be one of your crowning achievements as a blacksmith. After so much work and so much time, you have finally crafted the what you have coined the Master Ball. An orb pitch as black as midnight. Only by holding it up to the light are the thousands of runes carved into its surface visible. Oh, I like to imagine Tony had like a tiny chisel and was individually chiseling all these little runes. I'm more like Tony finishes is like perfect. My master ball and like picks it up and immediately gets sucked inside. It's like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like wearing gloves. He's got yeah. those like tongs that you pull stuff out of forges with, but it's just mm. to hold this thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got thick gloves, so you can hold it no sweat. Yeah, but yeah. Um, after all that work, you've finally been able to uh you know create what you've been working on and all right if you're gonna do that so then quincy you are going to make some packs of your own correct uh yep okay so you spend some time going around to a couple of myths uh first speaking it's actually only of... two it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's the dwarves who i can actually talk to yes and then the all mirage uh-huh which so is like a cat a rabbit actually rabbit so you go see the dwarves, and after speaking with one of them for a little bit, you agree to uh, increase their beer ration some more and get them some tools that they've been wanting uh, in exchange for this pact. So, uh, yeah, with... Actually, I just bring them a meatloaf. Okay, well, um, <laughs> that also works. Uh, I give them a meatloaf and, and some craft beer. Mm, okay, yeah. So that is enough for the pact, because, uh, you know, uh, you can't afford to be picky regarding packs when you're in jail. Hey, hey, what's this giant poster of a dwarf doing on the wall over here? There's not a, a tunnel outside of the outside of the facility here. I <laughs> can see the wind passing through it. <laughs> no! So, I I don't know what you're talking about. Quit. Um, so, yeah, and it's at this point that they, yeah, uh, try to secure the poster of dwarvish Rita Hayworth even further. <laughs> yeah, it's Rita Hayworth, but she's just got a really big beard. Oh, no. Hmm. Very, se- it's too sexy. You can't look mm-hmm. away from it. Oh, mm-hmm. no. So anyhow, um, yeah. After that, then you go see the all mirages, which have been in your uh, like uh, they've been here at Scotland Yard for some time now, ever since the man versus myth uh, fight. But yeah, it looks as though uh, yeah they uh, they're basically large rabbits, each of which have like a spiraling sort of unicorn horn on their forehead, as well as blue, or no, sorry, not blue, as well as violet vibrant fur covering their bodies. So, but yeah, they seem to be behaving just like ordinary rabbits as they 
hop around their enclosure and stuff, just kind of, you know, um, reach back with their hind leg and just uh, scratch at their ears a bit and stuff like that. Uh, They're honestly I, quite I, cute. I go in and I say, um, uh, hello there. Um, I was wondering, and he, he brings out whatever the presumed food for these things are. Okay, so talking to it, uh, yeah, your animal communication ability activates as one of them looks over and you just hear, human, there's a human here. And they just kind of uh, hop over to you like uh, one of them standing up on its hind legs as you uh, bring out some food. Yeah, and I put the food out and say, hi, so, I'm Quincy. Human, the human brought food. We have food now. And so they begin, uh, yeah, just um, eating the, you know, carrots, uh, cabbage and uh, various other, you know, vegetables that you set on the ground. So, okay. yeah, they are just uh, quickly digging in. Uh, I'm just going to ask, uh, are you guys happy? So, oh, yes, we're quite happy. You brought us food. We are eating the food. All right. Um, would one of you like to make a pact with me? Pact? Will you bring more food if we br- make a pact with you? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Easy peasy. Mission like, complete. <laughs> it's almost as if, uh, yeah, um, like, it's always been relatively easy to make packs with non-sentient myths. And basically, now that you kind of have the process translated, you know, it's kind of, you know, it makes a lot of sense, really. I just want to make sure, you know. Yeah. If maybe they have a, maybe some of these myths have a deep inner world, you know, hmm. like they, maybe, maybe they have a very complex system of communication and they don't realize what they're giving away when they make a pact. And I just want to hmm. make it clear to them. So, Okay. Uh, Yep, and uh, that, sure, I'll take that. I'll take that pack then, and uh, I'll, I'll take the ability. And now, all I'm right, gonna, uh, from that, that point, I think I'm good to go. Okay, Ugh. sweet. And I think regarding uh, time and stuff like that, uh, Franklin, you still have some time as well, correct? Yeah. Um. So I guess the only thing that Franklin does now is, where's a quiet place in Scotland Yard? Um, like there are some empty offices and stuff like that you can go to. Yeah, um, so I'm going to just try, so, like, I'm going to find an empty meeting room, make sure that no one's going to need it for, like, you know, an hour or so. Yeah. Just kind of, like, you know, close the door, and, yeah, I'm going to try and talk with this thing. Okay, so you pause and you kind of just reach out, and then materializing from you in, like, a rush of cold air is the figure once again. Hello? Ugh, well... It's certainly a lot easier than it was last time. Where do you go, exactly? You weren't in my apartment when I woke up. And she just reaches out and she points towards your chest. Here. I see. Christ, this is a lot. I live inside of you. (laughs) Well, I guess, do you have a name? And she just shakes her head. Right. Okay. Ah, oh, Christ, I'm not good at this. So, in terms of... Oh, God, what am I doing? She looks a little confused and apprehensive. Yeah, it's it's fine, it's just... Does she still have, like, the like the, the features of, my, of Zoe, like, whenever um... I look at her? Or is this more like she's now kind of, like... Uh, not, like, ambiguous. Uh, yeah, more ambiguous. It's more ambiguous. Like, now that you're seeing her definitely in a better light than last night, like, 
She did look a lot like your wife then, but now it's still not entirely clear. You th you're not sure if what happened last night maybe altered your perception of her or something, but yeah, she no, definitely... I'm not soaked in gin. <laughs> now, like, the more you're with her, you, the more you definitely know that she definitely seems like her own person and not Zoe. Mm. Alright, well, this is probably going to be a bit easier if we, you have a name. Is there one you prefer? And she kind of just shakes her head again. Do you have any ideas? Rita. Rita. It's what we would have named our daughter if we had gotten around to that sort of thing. And oh. Blackmore just kind of like, like, there's a sort of pregnant pause where he goes, anyways, I wanted to talk to you now that I'm in a better state of mind regarding how you can help. Okay. Ob obviously, I appreciate what you've done so far. You've probably saved me from a fate worse than death on a few occasions. But, uh, well, you probably have a better idea of how to use your abilities than I do. As such, I was thinking we could work together to see what we could do about protecting others. And at this, she looks a bit apprehensive. All right, but it's... And she um, she just uh, wrings her hand and looks down at the wristband where you've, you know, uh, you know, the Velcro uh, dry erase wristband. And mm. it's scary. Yes. And I fear that, despite the fact that what, that despite the fact that I am not as afflicted as other people I know, I fear that it probably already knows exactly what I fear, if only because it managed to figure it out by accident. But and, all right, well, and she kind of just swallows and then looks at you. If I can help, I will. All right. Well, um, yeah, I don't exactly know what, uh, like training this sort of thing would look like. I'm imagining Blackmore's kind of like, so this, and he kind of makes a motion of his head, this feedback that you can do for me, do you think you could project it like a field of some sort? And she just pauses, thinking, I can try. And she just reaches out, and you feel that, like, for a moment there's that awful feedback like just nails on chalkboard that you remember from the past but uh, then she you can see her face twisting in concentration and the feedback lessens replaced by more of like where before there was just this unsteady just grating shrieking no mental noise is more like this steadfast wall in a sense like just this barrier of emotional energy and you can definitely feel um, mentally stronger as she's keeping it active. This might work, though, well, we have no way of trying, but this seems to be the right idea. How... and he kind of looks around. Can he see, like, any physical indicators of, like, you know, oh, like, is this affecting... could this potentially affect things around me? You're taking a look around. You're not really too sure. I might need to bring in somebody else to try. Come with me for a second. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, you head outside. Yeah. Uh, I look around. Who's nearby? <laughs> um, yeah, I will say, uh, that you see, mm, Fitz and Pepper. 
they're just, uh, yeah, uh, they're busy with uh, some of those lanterns that I mentioned. Just uh, They've got some brushes and they're scrubbing some rust off of them. Looks like they've been in storage for a long time. I'm going to see if I can actually find someone from the team. Not All to right. say that I'm not looking at Fitz and Pepper, but, you know, they're yeah. clearly doing something important. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that you can find any member of the team if you look around long enough. Um, hmm. Let's go with Lavender, just in, uh, okay. Lavender, since he's already at stage one, so hopefully this doesn't right. push him over. So, yeah, you can, um, so Adam, have you gone anywhere to test your new sensory abilities? Um, well, uh, he doesn't want to go too far away from the station, so he's probably mm. just found, like, a, a supply closet and shut off the lights. Okay. <laughs> Closed his eyes, see if he can, uh, move around a bit, but, yeah, he's not too far from his desk. If you want to find him, it, it won't be hard. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, um, someone's dropped a penny. No, a, a dime. <laughs> yeah. Made All in... right, so yeah, I, I look around Adam's desk and uh, I don't see you. And I assume through like your keen senses, you realize, ah, Blackmore is looking for me. And you just sort of like come out of a supply closet somewhere. Yeah, I hear you like pick up a stapler off my desk. I'm like, that's my stapler. Son <laughs> 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 <Some> of a bitch. <laughs> it has... It has that slightly defective spring that makes that certain noise. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Blackmore, can I help you with something? Ah, God, where did you come from? Oh, uh, just trying out some new packed abilities. It's not important. Ah, well, then that makes two of us. Uh, Can you join me in that meeting room over there, like, for a few minutes? Of course. All right. Um, I just want to test something. And so Blackmore is going to like kind of look out at um, so uh, look out at um, Lavender, and he's going to whisper, "All right, Rita, work with me here." And he's going to try and concentrate and see if he can produce uh, a similar effect. And he just says to Adam, "Like, let me know if you feel anything." Okay, so Adam, you watch as like this bluish sort of aura enshrouds uh, Blackmore that you know to be similar to the ghost form that he takes, but this seems to be like this, almost like this second skin around him made of pure mana that begins rippling and sort of pulsing before it just is released in a burst from him that envelops you, and as it does so, you can feel like this sort of like this mental wall of emotional fortitude come over you. It's uh, it's emboldening, definitely. And you just feel as though uh, you just feel more secure, mentally speaking. Oh, <clears throat> uh, well, I can feel something. Care to explain uh, what's going on? Doesn't feel uh, bad. I um, when did Lavender came on after the, the two murders we've investigated, right? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, have you read the reports about the, um, the murder of, um, the Dryad that we were investigating? Yes, yeah. Well, so, my abilities provided me a level of psychic feedback when interacting with the, um, and he's gonna make the hand signal for the smiley face killer. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. I started to wonder if, uh, I could project that feeling onto, that protection onto other people. Some things have happened over the last 12 hours that have given me some, uh, shall we say, new ideas to work with. Uh, yes, well, I can see that. Adam will hold up his hand and look at the blue glow. It certainly is interesting. I guess 
the only way to know for sure would be a, a trial by fire, as it were, but seems promising. Yes, very promising. Anyway, thanks for your time. I won't take anything more. I just wanted to see if I can, um, if that worked. Yes, happy to help. I'll be at my desk if you need me. Sure. And then after uh, Lavender leaves the room, Blackmore's just going to say, ah, good job, Rita. And you can just, uh, like, you can just, even though you see her smile, you can almost sort of feel it, just a little bit of warmth in your chest. And you, uh, yeah, she just, uh, yeah, smiles at you. Thank you. All right. So Blackmore is going to, Blackmore is going to attempt to try and, like, find, like, he's not really big on meditation, but he realizes that he probably needs to find some way to be able to concentrate this more if he wants to cover, like, larger ground. So he's probably just going to spend the rest of his shift trying to figure out, like, how exactly to bring up that, uh, that, you know, whatever feeling it is that allows him to project that. Okay, so you continue refining your ability and just working on it over and over again. And so over the course of the day, all of you prepare in your own ways for what you know is going to come. And over time, you can see that more and more members of Scotland Yard are getting themselves ready, just gathering up equipment uh, and outfitting themselves with gear for uh, the battle that's soon to commence. And with armor equipped, uh, batons, stun, uh, no, batons and firearms at their side and yeah lanterns in hand as well as an entire mountain division that shows up as well with uh, horses and everything else in tow um yeah uh high tower soon enough calls uh, all of you into the meeting room and so he looks over all of you well you know that as well as i do that we're going to have a difficult night ahead I just wanted to make sure that you're all ready for what's about to commence. As about as ready as I'm ever going to be. Good. I've also uh, received a call from Jack Houston from Mythtown, and he said that he wanted you all to call him back when you had the uh, opportunity to do so. What's it about? Well, given that last week Mythtown themselves were attacked as a result of the rampaging myths going about the streets of London, and he wanted to know if there's anything that he could do to ensure um, cooperation between our groups, or if you had any ideas about uh, how uh, he or other members of Mythtown could help out. We could certainly use all hands on deck, but if Mythtown has to protect itself, we don't exactly want to be pulling from them. Uh, signal flares could be useful. Right. Uh, well, they do have some craftsmen that could make some items similar to signal flares, and we do have some here at Scotland Yard as well. But, uh, yes, I will leave it to you to discuss particulars with him. Alright. Um, I guess I'll pass it forth to the, uh, the rest of the team if there are any other ideas that, uh, we should pass along. No, oh, I'm with Blackmore on this one. We, uh, I, I think the, uh, it's only respectful for us to allow the denizens of Mythtown a bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, initiative uh, on this one, you know, the, protecting their own turf. But open communication is important. Um, I, um, let's just make sure that everyone is aware about any of everything. Flares might be a good idea. Um, but uh, Tony will take out his small mechanical bird that he can use to send messages. 
but it's mechanical, which means it won't work. No, no but it's, it's magic. Yeah. That's a run on electricity. It's but... magic. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Do you have more of these? Just the one, but if... How fast is it? Um... <clears throat> it's as fast as a normal bird. Yeah. Like, not, like, duck fast, but, you know. Look, <laughs> it's no duck. Let's be it's honest. no duck. <laughs> You've tried. But, the mechanisms aren't strong enough. Uh-huh. Nothing can but, truly equal the duck. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Is it uh, two-way or one-way? Uh, it, it delivers a message. So. It's two-way. So um, you send it there, and then they can send a message, and then it'll turn to you with that message. Yeah, right. but it's... It, it's not instantaneous. It's not like a replacement for, for like phones, but... Yep. Yeah, but it's, it's useful if we need to, like, coordinate something, uh, like, you know, like or just check in with each other. Yes. Also... The, the bird needs to know uh, know who to go to. Mm-hmm. Who do you have that it recognizes? Uh, Hespro, the Midtown Council, and all of you. Hmm. Well, that's certainly well, handy. Yes. Uh, Blackmore is going to uh, like just cause a little flame to appear in his hand. Um, I have the ability to generate my own flares, so I should be good in that regard. If I need help, I'll let you know. Or if we get separated, that's probably the easiest way for us to find each other. I can also cause a large fiery explosion. <laughs> Let's just hope it doesn't come to that. Bomb into the air. Oh wait, yeah, you just turn on your forge. Yeah, no, there's there's one of the the things the forge can do is if I hit it with a bellows, it'll explode. <laughs> well, that's not very safe. Mm. Safety it's... is not your concern when you're on the cutting edge of smithing. Yeah. Alright, um... Lavender, uh, Quincy, do you have any packed abilities that would allow you to instantly let us know if you're in trouble if we get separated? Communicate it at a distance? No, uh, unfortunately not, but I don't think you need to worry about me. I am, uh, tougher than I look, especially with this, uh, my vampire abilities and this new, uh, devil cat pact. Mm. I can, uh, make myself scarce if I need to. What's your pack do? Oh, it allows me to erase the memories of people I look into the eyes of. Oh, neat. Oh, what's your new pack do? <laughs> uh, Quincy? Um, well, um, looks dumb. I can fall quite a distance now, but I don't believe there's anything else I can do to communicate. Now we'll simply have to try to not get separated, which I guess Never- is always plan A. Nevertheless, you should probably... Uh, grab a flare gun uh, or some sort of flare launcher from the armory before everything starts to go down. Not Just a bad idea. Um, it's as you're talking about this that um, uh, yeah, your assistant, uh, the young lady who, you know, helps you out with your paperwork and stuff, kind of comes in the office and um, excuse me, everybody, um, there's something in the main lobby that I think you need to see. There are, um, there are a bunch of cats asking for Quincy? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I'll be right back. Quincy <laughs> goes to meet the cats. So, nope. Quincy, you head out to the main lobby, and a bunch of officers are watching in confusion as just outside the doors of Scotland Yard are maybe, like, three to four dozen cats 
uh, like not including like the number of kittens that they have with them as well. And they're all just kind of like waiting at the door and just yowling and setting up like just this storm of meowing and stuff. And sure enough, you do recognize Marn, who is sitting uh, very attentively waiting uh, for you, Quincy, as you approach. Oh. Uh, hello. And with that, Quincy opened the door and motions for all the cats to come in. And so, yeah, the cats immediately flood inside and uh, Marn comes in as well. And, well, Detective, it seems as though you are good for your word indeed. I trust that you will be able to find a safe room for all of these. And he gestures to all the cats to be able to sequester themselves in until the blackout. So, um, yes, yes, uh, right, right this way. Excellent. And so, yes, and Marn just turns to the cats. Everyone, this is Inspector... What was your name again? Uh, Adam. Yes, Inspector Adams. He will be ensuring that all of us will be kept safe during uh, the times that are to come in the next few hours. And he does know about our group. So there's no need to hide your identity. And with that, uh, some of the cats just unfurl their tails, revealing themselves to be an Ekamata. And so, oh, well, excellent. Well, that makes things a lot easier. Hey, you got any food? Yeah, come on. We can use some food. Food, 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 food. And so, yeah, they begin uh, striking up a disjointed chorus of food that fills the room. All right, I'm going to start motioning for them to come downstairs. All the police officers are watching in absolute bewilderment as you lead this literal herd of cats over to um, one of the spare rooms. And uh, yeah, as for uh, yeah, the rest of the team, I'll say that you watch as Quincy comes by the meeting room leading, uh, you know, maybe uh, 60, 70 cats and kittens behind him. Quincy... You know, at this point, I think I've learned when to ask questions. <laughs> just just don't put them too close to the basement. We don't want the basement boys getting any ideas. Uh, I, and I'm just so going to bring in the food, the, the, the cat food that I bought at the grocery store. Okay, so, um, yeah, so you pour out, like, uh, this big sack of food into a bunch of bowls, and soon enough, all the cats are gathered around, and they're uh, started eating. A few of them come back, and one of them... But you don't have any wet food. Oh, no, I bought the wet food. Oh, what kind is it? I, I hand, I put, uh, it was the same stuff that I fed him yesterday, they like. Okay, yeah, this is a different, yeah, this, um, this is like a very fluffy looking almost Persian, uh, Nekomata. Oh. And so, yeah, you, uh, open up a tin and you set it out and she looks at it, then up at you. That's not the kind I like. Oh, uh, well, we talk to Marks then? Um, yeah, uh. You t- uh, you talk to Marn about it, and so... Oh, sorry, Marn. Yeah, and he looks... Oh, don't mind her. Duchess has always been a little bit of a stickler in regards to food. If you leave it out, she'll eventually eat it. And so... Oh, Marn, why do you have to put words in my mouth? If it's not good enough for me, I'm not going to eat it. But you can, see-, oh, but you can see that she's still eyeing it out of the corner of her vision, sort of. So, question, are all of these cats just, like, Nekomata in cat form, or are they all, like, just, like, there's some Nekomata and the rest of them are just actual cats? You're not sure? <laughs> so all I see is Quincy just meowing back, like, talking back to a bunch of cats and then meowing well, back. Well, actually, them. um, th- uh, some of them are talking like people, actually. Okay. So you can understand them. But then uh, one of them kind of looks up at you, uh, just this uh, sort of tabby cat and just... Ah, 
Well, I can understand it. What did you say? Yes, exactly. And so, um, food. Yeah. When are you going to feed us? I put out food. You lied. Feed us. What? <laughs> you didn't put out food. Feed us. No, 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 no. I put. I my character puts out food. No, you okay. gotta shake the bowl. You so, shake the bowl, and that makes them realize that there's food in the bowl. So yeah, you shake the bowl, and he looks down. Food, and he starts eating it. Oh, okay. And Z- and Marn just looks at you. Yes, that one's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And Quincy is gonna leave. He's gonna put all the cat food down and put a can opener on the table and leave the room. Okay. So yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Your assistant Jen is. Uh. Yeah. Watching all of them and so. Uh, and she uh, reaches down and picks up one of the kittens. And, oh, they're just adorable. And the kitten looks up at her. Oh, you're a nice lady, aren't you? And so they talk. And so and the kitten, you seem like a nice lady. And she kind of looks at you for a bit of help on this, Quincy. I've already left the room. Yes, and that leaves Jen alone with all of the uh, cats and Nekamata that are, uh, yeah, still. Well, they're uh, not going to kill her, so no, I'm sure no, she'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. So anyway, you uh, head back to the others, Quincy. And uh, yeah, you see that... You don't know if the others have noticed uh, Quincy, but Thalestra is standing behind all of them. Oh, Thalestra, hello. Hello. And it's now that all of you realize that she's standing right behind you. God, Jesus. You know, you could just, you know, like, walk up to us. I could. But where's the fun in that? Technically speaking, we didn't see how she approached, so she could have just walked up to us. Mm, fair. I now, meant, like, in a cone of vision. So, there is going to be another battle ahead, I understand? Something of the sort, yes. Yes. Technically, is the Lestra still, like, she obviously lives in the tunnels downstairs, but does she still technically work for us? Well, um... Yeah, like, you're not really sure what she's been up to over this last while in terms of contributing to the workplace and stuff. I mean, I know she hasn't been filing any paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) So, when the blackout begins, you will all be going into the city streets and taking care of the myths going through London. That was the plan. And I shall remain here while all of you are ensuring that the myths will not be disturbing too much of the peace. This place, Scotland Yard, does require somebody to protect it. Uh, that's fair. That certainly works for us. Yes. Thanks for the, uh, assist, Thalestra. Of course. Well, perhaps you shouldn't thank me. You should thank all of my children. And as she kind of looks up, you can see that there are a couple of, like, tiny spiders on the ceiling that are quickly, uh, like, skittering over to um, an air vent and climbing inside of it. Try to escape your cell? Spiders. You try Mm. to get outside? Spiders. You're just looking at it wrong? Oh, buddy, that's a lot of spiders. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to call Houston and uh, hopefully worry that nothing's managed to get into my coat. (laughs) All right. Hey, Franklin, just roll me a perception check. Perception is plus nine. Uh, that is a 13 altogether. Yeah, you're fine. No spiders in here. Mm. I don't believe you. 
I'm just going to keep walking because hopefully the spiders realize that I'm not what they want. Just hmm. going to keep walking. Okay. So uh, you head outside, you pull out your phone, and you dial up Jack. Yeah. So I'll basically call Jack. I more or less tell him the plan that like, okay. Mythtown isn't necessarily on its own, uh-huh. but uh, like obviously we'll be doing with things. The idea that we have is just like send up a signal flare of some sort if things are getting really bad. Yep. And that way we can know to come running. Uh, I basically asked, so do you have something that can do that in Mythtown? I assume you must, but just be sure. Yep. Um, tell you what, I'll, uh, talk to, you know, I'll talk to Hesper about that. If he's got anything we might be able to use, I'll, uh, make sure that we got it on hand in case things really get dodgy. Yeah. Uh, we'll also have, uh, Tony. He apparently has some sort of mechanical bird that can communicate with Hespero. Uh, it's not instantaneous, but... Figure if we need to keep in contact with each other, we can use that as a way to check in occasionally. Hey, it's better than nothing. All oh, right. Yes. And, but yeah, I also got... And so he kind of looks and... What? What? You want to talk to him too? All right, fine. Just a sec. And so the there's the, the rummaging of the sound of like a phone being passed between people. And then you hear uh, Connor's voice on the other end of the line. Hmm. Uh, hello, Inspector. Connor, how is your um, station going? Uh, it's going quite well, thank you. Um, yeah, Mr. Creedy ensured that uh, everything went well, so I'm kind of, uh, yeah, on uh, probation, you might say, doing uh, community service. So basically, I'm helping out over here, but he's using this as an excuse to both uh, take care of whatever sentence I might have gotten, ensure that, you know, nobody in the, you know, back at Scotland Yard whoever's looking for me is able to get on my bad side and also uh, that he can make sure that uh, Mythtown has another set of hands to help out around here. Good. Um, just so you know, I'm sure you've probably seen these blackouts before, but these things are yeah. going to get a little heavy. You're prepared for this. You know how much I can lift, Inspector. I'm used to heavy. <sighs> Very well. Um... Just to let you know, and I explained to him as well the sort of things. So the signal flares, if you're really in danger, and uh, that will be in sort of delayed contact between each other with uh, Tony's mechanical bird. Gotcha. All right. right. Well, Uh, uh, pass pass me back to, uh, unless you have something that you want to bring up specifically, uh, could you pass me back to Inspector Houston? uh, Yeah, I'm good. I can pass you back. Uh, Good luck, Inspector. Same to you. All right. So there's another rummaging of phones, and... All right. You need anything else, Mike? Yes. How did your search for uh, Holly go? There's a bit of silence. and Well, she came into London, it looks like, but from there, uh, trail gets a little... Uh, um, just kind of peters out. Looks like uh, she, uh, you know, kind of blended in with wherever she was going, so I lost the trail after that. So she's in the city? She's here in London. I just don't know where. And she hasn't come back to Mythtown either. Something tells me we'll find out sooner rather than later. Let's hope that it's for the best. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Right. Listen, after this blackout, it's going to be my top priority trying to find her. Of course. We wouldn't exactly have it any other way. Right. Anyway, good luck. Same to you, mate. Take it easy. And so with All that, right. call hangs up. And I will head back. I will head back into the precinct. Okay. And as- uh, yeah, I guess we just kind of now wait. So, um, as the sun is slowly approaching the horizon, you head back into Scotland Yard as the sky washes over with orange rays of light. And so all of you are just, uh, 
gathered together, just anticipating what's to come, waiting in silence as uh, the minutes tick by. And as you head back out into the main lobby, you can see that all of the other officers feel similarly, and everybody's waiting in anticipation of what's to come. If you want to say anything to everybody, now's your time to do so. I've never really been the man for speeches, but I have a deck of cards. <laughs> At this, a couple of the officers uh, look over and chuckle, and uh, one of them, Yeah, what sort of games you know? Oh, you know, Jim, uh, Gin, Rummy, uh, Texas Hold'em, that kind of thing. And a couple of the guys look over and, Hey, uh, you want to maybe set up a game of Texas Hold'em while we wait? Sure. And so with that, uh, yeah, some cards are dealt out. And uh, as the last few minutes go by, um, everybody just uh, starts, you know, uh, playing uh, some rounds of poker just to alleviate the tension before um, what's to come. So eventually... Yeah, the night washes over and the city is lit up with uh, all the lights and the hustle and bustle of London after dark. But uh, you can sort of sense that there are far fewer cars on the road looking outside. And you can see that, uh, yeah, maybe that uh, broadcast that went out to everybody, um, you know, people are scared enough to listen to it. So, yeah, as uh, more time goes by, everybody is sort of gripping their... Uh, tools and weapons in anticipation lanterns at the ready outside you can see horses gathered in the streets and the mounted division is on horseback with their tools and firearms and uh, all of you are now counting the minutes as they tick by and soon enough just as you anticipated maybe 7 minutes after 9.30 at night all of the lights once again go out and as you can hear the sounds of screeching and crashing far off in the distance. I can say that this is where we will wrap up for tonight's episode. So thank you all for listening once again, as we prepare to delve back into the blackout. And sure enough, as this game is continuing and we are getting closer and closer to a climactic finale, who knows whenever that will be, but nevertheless, as, uh, As the stakes are being raised higher and higher, we will see just what horrors and what perils this next blackout is going to hold. So, uh, thank you all for listening once again, and we will see you all next session as the blackout once again grips the streets of London. Good night, everyone. Take it easy, and we'll see you again soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.